The Beach Bums are right back at it and take a look around the NBA at surging and struggling teams and players. We'll look back at our games of the week and go over the hottest topics involving the NBA. The association is getting really interesting, Leo, in the latter part of the season. It's Season 2, Episode 3 of the Beach Bums Podcast. We're back on this special Leap Day edition. We're not gonna wow. have we're not gonna have one of these for another four years. It's Jeez. interesting. It's weird hearing February 29th. That's that's definitely. Uh, that actually didn't cross my mind. No, just when I said that, I I said did, that. I didn't think about that you learn something yeah. new on the podcast every day. For everyone yeah, listening, yeah. you might not have realized it's a Leap Day today, February 29th. Um, the most interesting news is going around the NBA right now. Of course. You could say it's we're almost three quarters of the way through the season because yeah. the All Star break is a little after the halfway it's, it's, point. It's like way later than that. Right, I know the Bucks are fifty one and eight right now. That's about 60, 59, 60 games yeah. in. Uh, so three quarters of the way through, and the the NBA is picking up. I mean, the teams that you wanted to focus on the or we all wanted to focus on the beginning of the season teams like the lakers the clippers the bucks the rockets there's storylines surrounding all of them we talked about mm. the trades and uh, all the pickups just uh, a couple weeks ago if you haven't yep. checked out the rest of season one and two uh check it out on uh, spotify and apple Podcasts, all those podcast pl- platforms but this the nba is really really picking up its pace and it starts with our games of the week because yep. last week we picked what was it? It was like four games. Yeah, was it? About four. It was. I think it was about four games that we highlighted for uh, everyone listening to watch because it was between two teams that may have had playoff uh, hopes at this uh, that part of the season, mm-hmm. yeah. or it just could have been a great matchup between two star players. So we're gonna go over those games of the week and. I want to start with the game of the week that you mentioned. Mm. Uh, was this the? Um, I'm pretty sure. Do you, did you say the Celtics Lakers game, or were we just gonna talk about that one? I said Celtics Lakers. Okay, yeah. I want you to go over that Celtics Lakers game because there's a lot involving uh, two story yeah. franchises that went at that, that Staples that game, Center. Uh, was crazy. Um, that game for the at least for the Celtics players, it seemed like a lot of them were did their own little Kobe honoring thing, which was I believe they wore. Uh, purple right. purple armbands or something on it. I, yeah. I definitely know that Jason Tatum was wearing it. But, yeah, that game came down to the wire. Um, top scorers were Anthony Davis had 32 points, 13 rebounds. But Jason Tatum is who I definitely want to focus on, even though they lost. Jason Tatum has decided to play like he's um, a, the crazy he's, – he's playing crazy out of his mind. He's averaging, like, 23 points on the season, which is great to begin with. But he's averaging like what was it like thirty plus in the month of February? Or I think that before the twenty twenty uh, year started, he had four games of thirty plus, and right now, let me just tally it up because uh, that's yeah, just an interesting. Like he's had two games with forty one. He had one in well, uh, one in January, like, against against, and then the you, yeah. yeah, against the Lakers. Just in February, he's had one, two, three, four, five games of thirty plus, and most of the other games are in that 25-26 yeah. range. He's having a great season wow, so yeah. far. I mean, in this game in particular, uh, in case I didn't already mention it, the Lakers won this game 114-112. It came very down to the wire, but they ended up pulling it out in the Staples Center. Jason Tatum's stat line is completely ridiculous. He had 42, 41 points to begin with. He shot 57% from three, and he took seven of them. 
He knocked Jeez. four of seven down. He shot 60% total in the game. And, I mean, he didn't really have any assists or rebounds, but he didn't really need to because he was just – he was just scoring every time. And he was he hitting the, the shots when the Celtics needed him to hit the shots. They didn't mm-hmm. have Kemba Walker. That was a big story going into this yeah, one. There was no Kemba. Yeah. Because everyone wanted to see a full Celtics team against a full Lakers team like everyone wants to see a healthy Clippers team against a healthy Lakers team. Mm-hmm. So in this one, no Kemba, but Jason Tatum showed out. And just the Lakers needed the heroics of LeBron once again to win yeah. that one. Now, uh, my one of my games of the week was actually one that wasn't as highly anticipated because it involves a team in the eighth spot right now in the West. It was Grizzlies-Clippers, and the only reason that I brought this one up, as well as a Clippers game later in the week, is because they'd been struggling. There'd been a lot on the Clippers saying, is this team legit? I think they lost three in a row at Staples. Yeah. They, they were not playing good basketball, and the Clippers decided to shut me up and outscore the Grizzlies 40-14 to 14 in the Jeez. first quarter. Uh, Kawhi went on to drop 25 and have eight rebounds uh, along with that. Montrez Harrell, 22 off the bench. Uh, three other guys had 13 apiece. Paul George only had seven. Yeah, he, only played, yeah, he only played 21 minutes before you mentioned maybe what you have to say about yeah. Paul George because <clears throat> he hasn't been the best thus far. Mm-mm. No one played over 25 minutes for the Clippers. Wow. That's... I mean, am I, am I, I might be getting an update right now on my computer. Maybe it was that sound saying, yeah. are you kidding me? Because that's a stat that just jumped out to me, that not one person played above 25 minutes. You go back to the Clippers wanting to load manage their players in between games. Well, they do it in games. You look mm-hmm. at like a guy like LeBron or Anthony Davis, you will barely ever see them uh, playing for less than 30 minutes. True. And the Clippers didn't play a guy above 25. Now... Paul George, seven points in this one. Mm-hmm. He's been struggling. This this team's been carried by Kawhi Leonard and then a guy that comes off the bench in either Lou Williams or Montrez Harrell. What's yep. your take on Paul George thus far this season? So I actually have a couple – his stat page pulled up. Where I'm going to throw it all the way back to uh, early February when they played at Philadelphia. Uh, he had 11 points on 3 of 15 shooting. This is when this horrible streak started. He shot 3 of 15, had 11 points in that loss at Sixers. They then went down a little further east and played Boston. He only played 15 minutes, four points. All right, and then he didn't even play for when they lost to Sacramento, which was embarrassing in the first place because it was a home game. They were in Staples Center for that game. They lost to the Kings. And then in the win, Memphis, you mentioned seven points. At Phoenix, 11 points. So that's that's four games where he's averaging what? That would probably be about, like, Maybe single-digit points. That'd be like nine or eight points. Right. Yeah. We don't want to say that Paul George is falling out of that superstar conversation. He is still averaging 21, had mm-hmm. 24 against uh, the Nuggets just a day ago. Yeah, we're just saying it's like a, it's a skid. You know, It's, it's a, something to look at. He played 35 minutes against the Sixers and had 11 points. Mm-hmm. Now, against the Celtics, he only played 15 minutes. So the four points, I, I don't want to like nag on him too much. But I've seen stars like him put up 19 in 15 minutes. I've seen him, I've seen him put up 11 in a minute. Minute, or right. Like two minutes, right? <laughs> so, and then against the Suns, he played twenty-eight minutes. So, yes, he isn't playing maybe the at the, like the thirty-four, thirty-five minute clip that you might see from Paul George. Because sometimes I've seen Paul George play in Indiana close to. 42, 43 oh, he, minutes, he even played, even the entire game. Yeah, he played basically the entire time out there. Granted, he was younger, 
And was, he didn't come off this uh, this injury. The, Remember, yeah, he had no, an injury at the no, well, start of the season. Yeah. But oh, obviously, yeah. yes, the USA basketball yeah. injury as well. So two injuries he <laughs> suffered. So the the lowering of numbers, don't want to nag on Paul George too much. This Clippers team is still, what are they, 38 and 19, 39 and 18, one of those? Uh, they are... 40 and 19. They are 40 and 19 now. They, they, right, they, because they beat the Nuggets yesterday, a good win over the Nuggets. So the Clippers are still playing well, uh, and they're really keeping their players healthy, which is good to see for a team that really wants to surge uh, going into mm. the playoffs. Like the, yeah. the season matters to them, but as they've shown, it really doesn't. They're the third mm. seed in the West, and Kawhi's missed, what, 12, 15 games yeah. because of load management? Yeah. Um, and I just want to bring up my second game of the week that we, we mentioned last week because mm. it has to do with the Clippers again. Mm. They welcomed Denver into Staples, and oh, yeah. my biggest note of this game was the Clippers have been losing at Staples Center. They lost to the Kings. The, Kings. the, the fact that they had Kawhi and they lost to the Kings really concerned me because the Sacramento Kings should not be going into L.A. because they're not going to be a playoff team. No, they shouldn't no. be going into L.A. and beating a team like the L.A. Clippers with their amount of firepower, just yeah. getting Marcus Morris as well. Mm. And they dominated the Denver Nuggets. They yeah. won by 29. That's That was by far the craziest game of the week, in my opinion. Or, or like, in, like, surprising, surprising finish. Right, you know? and Paul George had 24, so he, he had a rebound game there. So if this could be a start of a stretch for Paul George, that would be great. Kawhi only had 19, but again... No, no. Are you talking about the Kings? Oh, you're talking about Denver. Now. I don't know. No, no, Denver. I was like, he didn't play. No, 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 no. With the, the the Kings, like, I mean, Paul. Yes, you're right. Paul George didn't play, but the fact that Kawhi couldn't lead yeah, the Clippers no, I, over the Kings. But I, I'm talking about the Nuggets game, mm-hmm. winning by 29. Again, not one Clipper player played over 25 minutes. Wow. This could be a storyline going forward for the end of the season because the Clippers are already are already pretty high in the rankings and are mm-hmm. going to be a lock for the playoffs anyway. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see, even though I'm not a Clippers fan at all, but I can't wait to see how the Clippers play in the playoffs knowing that their players are so rested. Yeah. Will, will Doc Rivers stick with this formula of keeping all the players under 25 minutes or will he send Kawhi out there for 46 because we don't usually yeah. see Kawhi out there for that long. It's really interesting, and I, I'm curious about it because if, let's say the Clippers don't make it very far in the playoffs and it might be come down to something like, oh, well, you could have fought for the first seed and had a better, you know, like, you could have been matched up against, well, they're sitting at the three right now, so we're, hypothetically, they'd be playing the Thunder versus them playing a team like the Mavs or the Grizzlies if they, you know, didn't load manage this hard. Because it's, it's safe to say, I don't know if you agree, but if they... Didn't load manage this hard. I feel like they would have won a couple more of these games. I think they have a higher record. I think the biggest storyline when it comes to the playoffs. I don't think. I think we both agree they won't lose in the first round. Yeah. But the biggest, the biggest storyline is is the fact that it would be two versus three, and Denver would have a home Home court court advantage. advantage. Of course, they'd just be Denver by thirty. I understand, and the Clippers hold the exact same record as the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. But if the Nuggets get that two, Clippers get the three, and the Clippers end up losing in seven. When they yeah. could have had that seventh game at home, then what you just said takes into account. Yeah, and then also on to- yeah, so on top of that, if you so yeah, so if that happens, like you, Clippers fans and NBA fans, personally me, I'm I'm going to be sitting there like, man, was that really worth it? Like that could have costed you at that point. And then I'm curious to see what you're talking about if they go into the playoffs, 
they better if I'm a Clippers fan, I'm they better play Paul George and Kawhi at least thirty minutes a game. Yeah. Every single one of these games. hundred percent. There there's no reason to no reason keep them out. To, yeah. I mean, this is it's pretty much in the playoffs, it's every <clears throat> game is almost your final game. I understand it's a best of seven series, mm-hmm. but one game could mean a series. You never completely. know. So I completely agree with you. Uh those were our games of the week. I don't did you I have one more? one more? Okay, yeah. you have one more. Uh the one that we accidentally skipped over at the end of the episode. Uh, right. The Bucks and the Raptors. That's a big one. 1v2 yeah. in the East. This was... So the score doesn't really tell much. Uh, the final score was 108-97, right? Uh, to the Bucks. The Bucks won in Toronto, which is a little crazy. But I want to highlight how complete... I think this is one of the most complete team games that we've seen from the Bucks. I'm just going to throw out a couple stats real quick. Giannis finished with 19 points and 19 rebounds. Which Jeez. is... You know, that's crazy, but that's not usually honest. He's averaging a lot more points. Eight assists as well. Eight assists. The reason that didn't come is because Chris Middleton scored 22. Eric Bledsoe had 17, and Brooke Lopez had 15. So they he, Giannis completely utilized the ball when he got it. Chris Middleton does is played up to his contracts in a way, scoring 22. That's what he needs to do every night. Eric Bledsoe having 17, Brooke Lopez having 15. That's a perfect, complete team game. And that's how... They needed to play to beat the Raptors last year, and they didn't. Right. So I'm I'm kind of I'm very glad that they kind of figured that out. That that's how to beat the Raptors. Yes, I understand. Like I said last time, it's no Kawhi Raptors. Right. But it's still if if they if they can spread the ball out and have more people score instead of focusing on Giannis, this is what will happen. I think this is what will happen in the playoffs. To be to be completely honest with you, patience. That's what the Bucks need against the Raptors because mm-hmm. the Raptors might not have the most talent in the NBA, but they have guys that know how to handle the ball and win games when they need to. Exactly. Take the best shots. They have guys coming off the bench that really are just trying to seize their opportunity on the team, mm-hmm. and they make good plays. They're not the cocky superstars that say, give me the ball, I yep. want to do everything. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, probably the most humble superstar. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't realize Pascal Siakam is an all-star starter. Mm-hmm. Now, we transition from the number one team in the East down to the number four team. We're going to talk about the Heat. Mm-hmm. They've lost seven of their last ten now, they went one of four without Jimmy Butler, so you have to remember they didn't have um, their all-star in Jimmy Butler. Uh, they only beat the Warriors. Uh, okay, so they only beat the Warriors in the, in that stretch without Jimmy yeah, Butler. So lost to the Kings, Cavs, and Blazers, which are teams that you would fit. I thought they would still win those games. Right. Jimmy remember, Butler. without Jimmy Butler, this is still a pretty good Heat team. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go back and listen to season two, episode two, that podcast, and hear my hot take saying that the Heat are a pretty average team. I mean, the fact that you lost to the Kings, Cavs, and Blazers... Cavs at home, by the way. Right. Without Jimmy Butler, I understand Jimmy Butler gives you 23-24 a game. I don't think it matters. If Jimmy Butler's not having the best game uh, possible in the playoffs... Then you need to step up. Right, and you're not playing the Kings or the Cavs. You're playing the Sixers or the Pacers. Or even the Bucks in the second round. So... Leo, I have a question for you. Who can legitimately step up on this team besides Butler? They have none. They have Hero, Iguodala, Crowder. Is there one person in specific, Bam is an all-star, mm-hmm. that can step up on this team? Because they need a second option that isn't Jimmy Butler. I really like Tyler Hero okay. a lot. He's been hurt a lot for this stretch. Um, I will always remember Tyler Hero. It was Sixers, Heat. We were at Heat. We were up. We were up two. And they stole the ball from us. After, uh, I think we missed a shot in the last possession. Tyler Hero gets the outlet. 
he has a free layup to yeah. tie the game. The man steps back and drops a three pointer. They would end up, and we'd end up losing that game. I will never forget that shot. He, I think Tyler Hero is very legit. The problem with me picking Tyler Hero though is he is a rookie. So come playoff time, who knows what's going to happen with him? But I think he has the right kind of veterans around him that once they get into really um, important games, he'll be able to step up because you have a you have an Iguodala with you, you have a Jay Crowder, Jimmy Butler is obviously a historic veteran that's been in the playoffs a lot but I think they need to go to Tyler Hero a lot because Kendrick Nunn on this this stretch there's a stretch where he was shooting like 25% from the field that's I don't think he can go to him I think once they get Hero back I think Hero is going to be the, the second man to Jimmy Butler do you not think Bam can step up he is the second all-star on that team and a lot of teams when maybe they lose their best uh, their best backcourt player. Mm-hmm. If you if you have yeah. the guy as a guard, they kind of rely on their big man in the front court. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bam could be that second option, or do you think Bam just works better when Jimmy's on the floor? I think I think Jimmy and Bam works a lot better when Jimmy's on the uh, court. I think. See what the way I'm thinking this is. If we think about Jimmy Butler, what is the number one thing he is to this Heat team right now? He's a scorer, right? right. He's bringing 24 plus points. So I was kind of thinking in the realm of. If Jimmy can't score, who's going, who's to, going to? And that's why I went with Tyler Hero. I think Bam is an outstanding player for his rebounding and his defense, of all things. Mm-hmm. He's not really going to – you're not going to rely on him to score a lot of points. No. Like, the Lakers don't rely on JaVale McGee to score points. They rely on him to block the crap out of someone coming out the rim and getting all those rebounds. And Bam isn't that Anthony Davis presence that can yeah. pull up and knock down six threes. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Jimmy Butler is the star on this team, and for the Heat to succeed, they need Jimmy. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Heat have enough, even though I really like this Heat team. Tyler Hero was one of my my top pick for Rookie of the Year. He's been falling off just a little bit. Yeah, he's been very little. Right, and obviously with John Zion going back and forth, Mm -hmm. it's going to be one of them if if Zion can even make a run. You know, he's he's trying. He nine straight games with twenty plus. That the Grizzlies are sliding. Exactly right. so I agree with you. Uh, I think it has to be a guy like Tyler Hero just because of how well he started. The reason I don't think it's going to be him is because I don't think he has enough experience. Mm-hmm. I think That's it has right. to I think it has to I think what the Heat are missing without Butler isn't scoring. It's that voice on the team. That's that's so. Yeah. I think even a guy like Jay Crowder, if he hits three threes, that makes all the difference because mm-hmm. he is a veteran guy on that team. Yeah. Bam, he's young. But he can still bring that voice to the team. The mm-hmm. reason the Heat, uh, the Heat are so good or have been so good this season is because Jimmy has been leading by example. Mm-hmm. And without Jimmy, you don't really have that example. It's just a collection of guys. Yeah. So I think what uh, Eric Spolstra and the Heat really have to preach without Jimmy Butler, even with him, is use your voices, get the team going. They need some some kind of pep in their step because without Jimmy Butler, they don't get that. And I will say one more thing on this. I'm, I'm going to you know play a little more devil's advocate. This is the first year of this team. Yeah. So the fact that they're having trouble getting a voice with besides Jimmy makes complete sense to me. Half the, a lot of these guys are young rookies. You know, Tyler here we've already mentioned. Jimmy Butler always used to being a big presence, big voice on a team. So I think this will be less and less of a problem in the years to come because they just they just haven't played a full season anymore. So I'm going to ask you uh, a couple rapid-fire questions mm-hmm. because towards the end of this podcast, I really want to focus on 
Um, on injury concerns, of course, your Sixers mm-hmm. going through it in these past couple of games since our um, last podcast. Yeah. I want to focus on the bottom seeds because even though I don't think a team like the Pelicans can upset a team like the Lakers, mm-hmm. I feel like we should still talk about it because yeah. that's the future of the NBA. But I'm going to ask you three rapid-fire questions. To start, mm-hmm. is Jason Tatum legit? Dropped 41 against the Lakers, has had a great month of February. Is he legit? And by legit, I mean, can he be a superstar in the next two to three years? I would say yes. Okay. Uh, he he is he has have, has a nasty set of moves that he can do. He can, he's showing that he can shoot from outside, and we already know that he can drive to the hoop. The man already dunked on LeBron once, um, and he's not doing this against bad teams. Okay, he he did this against the Lakers. He did this against the Rockets. Like, these are top West teams. So I think Jason Tatum is legit and will be legit going forward. I completely agree with you. I mean, his worst game in the month of February, it's kind of funny. I was looking at the schedule and his game log, and it says his worst game is uh, on the 16th of February. I was like, that's weird. When did he score six <laughs> points? It was the All-Star game. Don't know why, why it's on his game log. But in the month of February, his worst game was 15 against the Rockets. And that was one of two losses that they had in the month of February. Like you said, I love that point that he's doing it against good teams. The past three games, Lakers, Portland, Utah. Portland's have has had a struggling season. Yeah. But they still have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and yeah. Carmelo Anthony. And all these games, none of these are at home that you're, about, you're talking about. None right. Of them are at home. These were all away, including the game against Minnesota when he dropped 28. He had 41 against the Lakers, 36 against Portland, and 33 in Utah. He even had 39 in that game against the uh, Clippers at home yeah. when they won in double over. Over time, I mean, Jason Tatum is legit because he's doing it everywhere on the floor. You talked about how well he's shooting the ball from three. Mm-hmm. Eight for 12 against Portland yeah. from downtown. That's 67%. I That's a nasty clip. I mean, his worst shooting performance from three is when he didn't shoot a three against the Rockets. His next one was 40% against the Timberwolves. Other than another game in February... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in February, about 50% shooting from the three-point line. And, and, and guess what? Do, and he's doing it in crunch time, too. Like, right. Like exactly. These Kemba, are close games. Yeah, Kemba's out, so they would usually be going to Kemba. I'm interested to see what happens when Kemba comes back because he is nailing some threes in crunch time. Right. That double OT game, I'm pretty. he sent the game to double OT yeah. with a nasty shot, yeah. and he, he, he just cleaned the game out in the double OT to win the game. Right. So... Crunch time against good opponents, crazy statistical for you. Sounds like LeBron at this point. It does. And he's how old is he? 22? 22. Jason Tatum is legit, and we both agree so. Now, let's go to the. We're going to actually stay in the Eastern Conference. We don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually not even going to talk about the Sixers. I'm going to do that later. We're still on these these quick hitting questions. Are the Bucks the top title contenders? Man, this is 51 so and 8. I know I understand that they're 51 and 8, but every single sports sport has a team that when they get into the playoffs, they just find a way to choke. We know about it in baseball <laughs> with the Dodgers. We I who who in the NFL could be like that? I don't uh, Oh, well, I mean the you could say the Dallas, Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys when they get there, yeah. When they get it's just it's so hard for me to like I now, let me get this straight. I, I want them to prove me wrong, okay? Yeah. But I don't think they're the top title contenders. Okay, I just want to say one more thing about NFL because we were an NFL podcast for 11 episodes. Yeah. The Saints. I don't want to say the Cowboys because oh, yeah. the Saints make the, the playoffs. Saints. Exactly. So the Saints. So you have like the Dodgers, the Saints, 
Uh, and if, I know hockey isn't that relevant, but it used to be like the Capitals and the Lightning were like, the Lightning last year finished like the best team in the NHL, lost in the first round of the hockey. Right. And so I want them to prove me wrong, but I don't think they're the top title contenders because of h- how they've f- found ways to not even make not even make the, not the NBA Finals yet with the team that they've had. Now, that's not to say that I don't think they'll make the Finals. That's just me saying that I think... That's basically me saying I think they're going to lose to the West Conference. Team. I, I agree with you. The champion is going to come out of the West with how the Rockets have been playing, how the Lakers have been playing. Even the Clippers, when they get to the playoffs with Paul yeah. George and Kawhi Leonard, I completely agree with you. I mentioned the Rockets. The Rockets have been surging lately with that, with that small lineup oh that I could probably play on that yeah. line. It's like my NBA hopes are just, they just keep going up as the Rockets yeah. keep playing well. I'm exactly. like, is this the new trend? We're going to go small ball. Mike D'Antoni has implemented what he's always wanted to implement mm-hmm. and that's play small ball. I mean, Mike yeah. D'Antoni doesn't care about defense, but he still had a guy like Clint Capella and Nene. And then yeah. he's like, he realizes we're not winning a championship anyway. See you, Clint. See you, yeah. Nene. <laughs> Let's throw in this small ball lineup. They've been playing extremely well. But the real question is, can they perform like this in the playoffs when they're facing, you know, star centers and star big men every single game? No, they can't. Um, so this is looking. This is the, the what we need to focus on is we're looking at this in a vacuum. All right, these are what these teams are playing them one time, one time, one time. Right. When you get into a seven game series against a team like the Lakers or the Clippers, who is it's likely we're going to see them play. There's no way that they can consistently – I don't think they can win four games against a team that's been prepping for them the entire time playing like this. And what happen, What happens? We've seen this every year. What happens when the Rockets go cold from three? Because that has been their downfall in so many of these playoff series we've seen in the past years. I just don't think when they face the Clippers or the Lakers, they're going to be able to take four games from them. I agree with you for the main reason that the Rockets are banking on – the other team shooting poorly. Yeah. Because they're going small ball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, what they're relying on is for uh, a three-point shooter to take a shot or anyone on the court to take a shot and the rebound, you know, from 15 feet out hits back rim and bounces right to them. Yeah. Right? They're not – they're if, – if you had two guys that were seven feet tall in the paint the entire time and – these misses were like little doinks off the front of the rim or were yeah. falling right into the paint. The Rocket PJ Tucker is not is not blocking out <laughs> Taco Fall, you no, know what I mean? Not, no. So the Rockets are pretty much banking on other teams having poor shooting performances. And we saw this when the uh when the Rockets played the Suns. This was at the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lost 127 to 91. And looking at the stats. The Suns shot 55% from the field and 48% from the three, including 26 out of 27 from the free throw line. The Rockets, 34% from the field, 22% from three, 11 for 48 from deep. That's them going cold. That's what you got to be afraid of. And in these past games, the reasons that they're actually winning and they're on a winning streak at the moment is because... They're holding other teams to 105, 106. What people are failing to realize is they're really not the ones holding the teams to that clip. No. It's the other, their opponents shooting poorly. Yeah. And I think people disregard that because you're seeing the Rockets with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two superstars. Yeah. And you're like, well, why can't Ennis Cantor of the Celtics just box them out? Because that's not how the NBA works. If you've played basketball before, when you go for a rebound, 
it's luck. Yeah, that, it's, it's not that. Yeah, exactly. I, if, if I'm behind a guy that's boxing me out, the ball could go over that guy's head. He could plan mm-hmm. his jump wrong. And in the NBA, yep. guys don't even go for offensive rebounds. Nope. So it's about shooting against the Celtics. Uh, the Rockets shot 42% from the field. Guess what the Celtics shot? The exact same clip. Yep. They're banking on the other team shooting poorly. And I think when you get to the playoffs and you're just you're you're praying that these offenses are will have bad games mm-hmm. for four out of the seven games, There's especially with the Rockets track record, even Russell Westbrook's track record of yeah, the playoffs. Exactly. I don't I agree with you, Rockets are not getting it done. Now this is the topic that you've been waiting for to talk about <laughs> on this podcast. For seven days' time. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. The, you're wearing a Philadelphia Phillies t-shirt, so we know you have a, the affiliation, oh the affiliation baseball season. With, with Philadelphia. I know you can't wait for baseball season <laughs> at this point. The uh. Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons out, and B just got mm. injured. This Sixers team, I don't want to say is falling because they're still a top team in the East, but the yeah. playoffs are, are approaching. It's the beginning of March. Talk to me. What's oh happening? God. What, um, what can the Sixers do about it? What, what's happening? So, the, we recorded last Saturday. Um, what and I think what we previewed is I think we we played the Bucks that night, right? Benson the game before that didn't play because he had uh, like back tightness or something. Right. He ends up going in, going up for a layup or something, and landing awkwardly and pinching a nerve in his back. So he's not going to be reevaluated. Till till two weeks from last Sunday, right? And even then, people like Woj don't even think he's going to be game ready. Right. So if it, if it if it comes to the point where he shouldn't play in the playoffs, first of all, Sixers don't play him. He's a young kid. I don't want you to ruin his back. Just I understand that like we're supposed to win it all this year and like this is the team, but I don't care. He's twenty three. Don't ruin his career. Okay. Two games later, we played the Cavs at Cleveland. We lose. And Joel Embiid sprains his shoulder, and he is going to be real loud in a week. You know what the worst part about this is? We have to go play the two Laker teams at, in L.A. The with two L.A. teams. Not the two oh, yeah, Lakers. sorry, sorry. The two L.A. teams the Clippers without the either of these dudes. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's really frustrating. The Sixers are single-handedly trying to make me forget about how bad of a taste I had in my mouth about the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> right. This season. Okay, is there... Is there anything that you can say to the fact that this month of February, of course, it hasn't really treated your Sixers well, mm-hmm. but it's not like the NBA is treating them well either. The beginning of February, they have Celtics, Heat, Bucks, and then yeah. later on, they have the Clippers, the Nets. I understand they don't have Kyrie, but they've been playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they face the Bucks again. The, yeah, the the Nets game they didn't, was Kyrie was ruled out for the season. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying the the Nets. I, I don't, you know, they're a playoff team. Yeah. Right. So is there anything that you can say to the fact that maybe it's just the Sixers having a hard schedule? I understand that yeah. their two stars are out, but do you think why they're struggling, even though they are still the fifth team in the East, why they're struggling is because of this hard schedule? And do you think that guys like Josh Richardson and Al Horford can get them through this next stretch without Embiid and so Simmons? what I'll say is, and um, I've, I've been tweeting rampantly about this, um, before... Embiid got hurt against the Cavs last week. Our next 10 games were we played all teams under 500 except we played six of the four were against other teams under 500. Two of those was like Lakers, Clippers, right? Yeah. And then at home it was Pacers and Raptors. Right. So 
seven that's seven games against teams that like we should be able to beat, I think in my mind, without Joel and and um blanking Ben. Yeah. But especially because most of those games are at home. We have one of the easiest schedules remaining in the NBA. Mm-hmm. This I, I would I just want I want us to let it be I honestly would be fine with letting Embiid and Ben, if they need it, not even touch the court to the playoffs. Okay. Because there's no way we're falling out of the playoffs. So you don't want to see but there's still a lot of games remaining. Yeah. You don't want to see him on the court at all? If I just don't want I'm so afraid of rushing them back. Okay. Because Philadelphia sports have had a problem of rushing people yeah. back yeah. from things. And we you rushed a lead back last year, right. arguably. And I just don't want to rush them back. And I think I think Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford should be able to carry the stretch through one of the easiest schedules. Yes, I'm, gonna, I'm okay that we're going to probably lose to the Clippers and Lakers. Yes, I understand that when we play the Bucks at home later in the season, if we don't have Joel and Ben fully healthy, I don't care they're at home, we're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. I just want to... Get to the playoffs and see where we're at as a, as a team health wise. Do you think the Sixers? Because we talked about this on the last podcast. Do you think the Sixers need home court advantage in that first round? They're at the they're at the number five spot right yeah. now. At this moment, they'd be playing. Um, uh, they'd be playing the Heat. So, but they're they're right now. They're literally what is it? Like a half game back. Yeah, uh, they're half one game back. back in the loss column to the Heat. Do you think that the Sixers? need home court advantage if they fall if they have stay at five or fall to six do you think that is an issue for the sixers in I the playoffs for here's all phrase it first round i don't i think i think for the first round it matters okay i think if we win that series and get that series under our belt because it's very unlikely that we're going to put three or god forbid a two seed yeah so we're not probably gonna have a home home court advantage after the first thing but if we're playing a heat I think we need that home court because I know the Sixers like to start out slow. Yeah. And we need the home we need that I think I know how bad the Heat look right now, but I, I have a bad feeling that we're the game seven is gonna decide that series. Okay. And if it's in Philly versus in Miami, that makes a whole lot of a difference. Okay. But past that, I I don't think it's gonna matter as much because we'd want a playoff series. Right. Now I'm just gonna lay out the uh in a, a ten game is eleven eleven game stretch for the seventy sixers. Just so anyone watching that's a 76er fan or even Leo can breathe for a second. Uh, They go, uh, this is after their Lakers game on the 3rd of March. They go at the Kings, at the Warriors, versus the Pistons, versus the Pacers, versus the Wizards. They welcome the... um, uh, the, the Raptors to Philadelphia, which will probably be their hardest game in this stretch. They mm-hmm. go at the Hornets, welcome Trey Young and the Hawks, uh, at the Timberwolves with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe. And then Maybe, right? You, you never know anymore at this point. At the Bulls, and then they welcome the Phoenix Suns. So for Sixers fans, I don't think there's a lot of room to concern. Like, there's not a lot to be concerned about with the mm-hmm. Sixers. These injuries, I think, are, should be the uh, the height of the concern. It shouldn't be the exactly. fact that the Sixers might not make the playoffs. You should worry about getting your stars back mm-hmm. because the jump off between uh, between six and seven in the East is eight games right now. Yeah. And I just laid out an eleven game series where without Ben and Joel, the Sixers win. should win seven or eight. Probably games. seven or eight of those. Uh, so I I think slow down the 
the Sixers are are done. We're yeah, screwed. No, you know I what definitely, I mean? That's what I was definitely. I hope I didn't convey the opposite. Right. I, I'm exactly. Well, no, because you were saying that even if Ben and Joel are out, the Sixers will make the playoffs anyway. Yeah. But you, exactly. your your focus is on the injuries. Every Sixers fan's focus should be on getting your stars back. Mm. That should be the height of the concern. Now let's uh, let's talk about the bottom seeds. Mm. The playoffs. I mean, the NBA in general has been has been a league full of. These two teams are making the playoffs, yeah. making the finals, and one of those teams is winning the finals. It's been about the top seeds. It's been about the Lakers of the world, the Clippers of the world this year, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. There's even things that come out saying there are a legit six title contenders. Remember, yep. there are 30 teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So I just want to focus on the bottom seeds because last podcast we talked about the future of the NBA being guys like John Morant, Jason Tatum, and Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at who can sneak into the playoffs. Why not? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we have time on this podcast to, oh. to look at all the NBA teams. And I know you talked to me a little bit about uh, the teams in the West that are sneaking up on the Grizzlies. So you yep. take it away. Talk, talk to me about what the, what the Pelicans and even the Trailblazers are doing mm-hmm. to sneak in in the West. So the eighth seed right now, the Memphis Grizzlies have lost their last five games. They've lost five. So that's why this gap has even even appeared to be honest. Eight. Yeah. Eight games between the seven and eight seed in the mm-hmm. West. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's a it's an eight drop off. So I it's okay, I'll go out on a limb and say you know, I'll say it. The the seven teams I I think it might switch around, but these seven teams will all make the playoffs in the West. Oh, I mean, it's the same thing with the East. The top six teams, when it goes yeah. from Bucks to Pacers, are mm-hmm. making the playoffs. Yeah. So unless the Mavericks fall off a cliff, I <laughs> I think these seven teams. I'll I'll read them out for you guys because obviously you're not looking at the screen. I'm looking at. I just realized Mavericks, Thunder, Jazz, Rockets, Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers in no apparent order all will be in the playoffs mm-hmm. at this point in my mind. The Grizzlies. Are not even five hundred. They're twenty eight and thirty one. The Pelicans are twenty six and thirty three. They're sneaking up on them because Zion is like, hey John, remember when you thought you were gonna win Rookie of the Year? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna drop ten games with twenty plus scoring. They've won six out of the last eight. So they're sneaking up, and the Trailblazers are only what is that like? A, it's a half a game. They're half a game behind the Pelicans, and we know Damian Lillard. All right, you can never. I I will never count Damian Lillard out of no one should the playoffs. No exactly. one should. So those two teams. I'm not saying the Grizzlies aren't gonna be make the play make the playoffs. Uh, you three Grizzly fans that listen, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, watch out for the Portland Trailblazers and New Orleans Pelicans, and you got to get your team together because they've lost five in a row. I think there has to be something to say about. The top heaviness of the league, but how the league has transformed from the top heaviness of two teams taking over the yeah. league. We're, we've it's expanded. Me- right. We've mentioned, you, you just named seven teams that are a lock for the playoffs mm-hmm. in the West and six that are a lock for the playoffs in the East. That's 13 teams. It's almost half of the league. Right. And they're all above 500. There was mm-hmm. a big concern in the East when... Five through fifteen were under five hundred. Yeah. It's like, why do I want a team almost getting home court advantage when they don't even have a winning record or yeah. they have a even five hundred record? When you talk about the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, 
and um, and the Pelicans fiasco. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about the Grizzlies have lost. You you said five, five straight. Five the Pelicans have won six of eight. The mm-hmm. Trailblazers. I'm just actually just looking at it right now. They've won or they've actually lost. I think it's a five of their last seven, and they're still they're still right here. They're still right there. You could see a Trailblazers Lakers first round, which I think would be the best first round matchup because I predicted the Trailblazers to be the two or three seed in the East. Or West. West, And Trailblazers already, remember, they've won a game at Staples Center. Right. Before, because of who? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard and his his massive outing of 48. Yeah, and just Uh, before anyone freaks out, that's not me saying that I'd ever pick the Blazers to beat the Lakers. I'm not saying it either, but I think it would would be a nice litmus test for the Lakers because if the Lakers have to play the Grizzlies or the Pelicans, it's like, I would love to see LeBron Zion first round. ESPN would, oh, they would. They would lose their minds. It would be a Zion-LeBron graphic. You'd be watching like TMZ or something and there'd be a Zion-LeBron graphic. Food Network. <laughs> they'd, they'd be like cooking up a meal and be like, "Wow, this is like when Zion's facing LeBron in the front. In the this is like, as good what? as Zion." Like, <laughs> oh, the the NBA fun. would love that. I think the fans would love that. But I, I like how uh, teams are just getting better. Uh, the Mavericks are eight games above five hundred, are in the mm-hmm. seventh spot. You don't have to worry about a team like the Magic, who are like I don't know five or six <laughs> games under 500 making the playoffs and having to go to Toronto and we can watch a sweep there, you know? Yeah. So uh, I like how these bottom teams are still competing. That's another thing to mention. That these bo- the, the teams like the Pelicans, Pelicans were what? Like it was like six or seven games out, maybe mm-hmm. 10 games out. Zion and Brandon Ingram were playing out of their minds and, and Port- now they and can... Portland Grit and then Memphis decide to slide. Right. The only thing that I don't like is that I feel like... In baseball, there's something to be said about enjoying when it gets down to the 161, that's 162 game. You that's know what I mean? That's like biggest thing of the day. And remember, just a year ago, was it two years ago? There was a game uh, played. I forgot which two teams played. I think the Timberwolves were involved, where it was win or go home. Meaning, oh, I do remember that game. When you yeah. go to the playoffs or lose, you you go home yeah. and you're not in the playoffs. So it's a little disappointing, but. I still like how this eighth seed is still up for grabs, mm-hmm. and it's guys like Jaw and Zion that we can see in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we focus on these bottom teams, not because we're trying to we're trying to bore you with the team that's going to get uh, killed by the Lakers in yeah. the first round. No, we got to make make sure I, you should talk about the East because we've been talking a lot about the Western side. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's mention the the East. It's a, little, it's a little more. It's interesting too over there. Right, the locks for the East are Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, 76ers. I, I'm hesitant to say the Pacers, but I'm going to say the Pacers because they are living games over five hundred. Uh, yeah, I understand that, <laughs> but I, I just the reason I might be like. A little hesitant is I think they can <coughs> drop to maybe eight, but they're still in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah still lock for the playoffs with uh, with uh, Victor Oladipo uh, being back. But then the Magic and Nets, twenty seven thirty two and twenty six and thirty two in the seventh and eighth spot. The right, the Wizards. Mm, I mean, it's not, right. It's not as close as um, as the West, where it's like. Two, one and a half and two mm-hmm. games separate nine and ten with eight. Instead, the Wizards are about five games back from the Nets. Remember, the Nets know Kyrie. Bradley Beal, I feel bad for that man 
53 and 55 in back-to-back losses. Washington, if he can will you to a playoff appearance, you better get that man some help. Next I've, or just, no, I don't even think it matters. Him. He wants to, I would dip if I was him. I would go to, I would go to. Well, he signed that contract. The, <laughs> That's the problem. True, but is it, I, you'd have to look at the, uh, uh, you'd have to look at like, everything that's involved in that contract because if he can go to the organization and be like hey trade me we've seen that with about what 15 nba players at this that's time true. the nba player they have the power that's I, what I that's what forget the nba is the sneakiest league of them all so. right and the players have the most power in the nba you've seen mm-hmm. in the nfl like guys don't have a lot of power there they don't make guys have no power <laughs> none at all you are you have arbitration you have all yeah. that stuff it's like are you kidding me yeah. who, who has the power in this league uh so the Wizards could still sneak in there. Even the Hornets are only about yeah, I just five games back. I didn't even realize that. The Bulls the Bulls are six games back. Let's I, go market in. Like I said this. at the beginning of this podcast, you learn something new on the Beach Bums podcast. You <laughs> yeah. never know. I mean, the Pistons are also <laughs> seven games back. I, this is this is crazy to me. A, a, the Bull, a Bulls team that's won one and nine in their last ten <laughs> could still make the playoffs if the Nets oh. and the Magic fall. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, but the Bucks and the Raptors are so dominant. I, the Bucks have clinched the playoffs, by the way. The, that is <laughs> that is news. The Milwaukee Bucks, not even team. sixty games into the season, have clinched the playoffs already. They're pretty much locked up the number one seed. They're nine games above the Raptors, unless something happens with Giannis. Mm-hmm. They are going to get that one seed, have home court throughout the entire playoffs, and this could be their year where uh, where they win the championship. Prove me wrong, Milwaukee. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one thing. Milwaukee, I think, has to prove everyone wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just you. I think everyone's doubting the Bucks in the way that everyone doubts the Dodgers the, in the, the MLB. The only person that the Milwaukee Bucks have proved wrong in the playoffs is Paul Pierce. True. <laughs> Very true. I think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Pierce. Oh, After Paul. the Celtics win one game in this <laughs> one game in the series. Oh, Paul Pierce. Uh, I love bringing that up whenever I can. <laughs> but anyways, so we've talked... We talked, we've gone through basically everything. Yeah. We, we got to the bottom seats. Let's go to games of the week. Right? Games of and the week. Just so we're clear, we're actually going to predict these games now. I, I, I think a lot of people liked how we predicted the it, NFL it, games, I don't think so. it could be a Beach Bums podcast without predictions. Of course. Let's do it. Maybe maybe we'll start tracking them. Maybe we'll, we'll oh, see. I mean, who won the NFL? Oh, uh, just, check out, yeah. just check out season one. Just, I mean... Just check it out. I'm, don't, I'm, not, don't, gonna, I'm not spoiling don't it. Don't listen to the, la, the last regular season. <laughs> no, please. Go, go to that specific podcast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, games of the week. Uh, Leo, I want you to give your uh, give your first games of the week. I mean, we're, we're going to be doing this podcast uh, next Saturday. So yeah, we're going from uh, this Sunday, which is tomorrow, to next Saturday. Give me there's, your games of the week. There's a lot There's a lot, There's a a lot. lot of nice ones this week, too, again. Um the one I'm going to highlight, I actually don't remember. Oh, okay, I got it. Here, I got it. Got it on my handy-dandy laptop. All right, Monday. All right, we have another Eastern Conference interesting matchup. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to Miami. So just like last week, we saw, you know, I this isn't this is kind of like a miniature version of the Bucks getting to play the Raptors. That's one and two, right? Mm-hmm. Really cool. But Miami has one of the best home records in the NBA right now, besides, you know, my historic 28 and 2 Sixers. Um, but you know, this is one this is one versus four. So this should be an interesting matchup. Both teams should be fully healthy. I I'm pretty sure Chris Middleton will be back. But you know, this is this is an Easter this is a this is, could be a playoff matchup. Especially cuz the Bucks are probably, you know, we we hope the Bucks are going to be in the second round. I mean, I swear I'll lose my mind if they don't. Right. Lose but if the standings go the way they are, the he beat the Sixers, 
this is their second round opponent. So yeah. this is a pretty likely playoff scenario. So I'm very interested to see how this goes. But I'm going to pick the Bucks <laughs> to win this game. Especially how the Heat have been looking. I'm not going to bet against regular season right. uh, Bucks. So that's my first game of the week. Okay, so I'm going to give my first game of the week before you give uh, your second. I oh, don't you want to? You have to pick. Are Are you going to pick? Oh, do we, do we both want to pick this mm-hmm. game? Let's Should we do pick that. each other's game. Okay, so we also pick a winner in each other's game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you who do you have, who do you have in this one? I have the Bucks. You have the Bucks taking it. I have the Bucks taking it mm-hmm. as well. The Heat. I mean, the, the Heat. Sh- this is gonna be a close one. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are just too good, in my opinion. Yeah, Giannis has been way too good, and the Bucks have shown they don't just win at home. They also win on the road, mm-hmm. which a lot of teams in the East have shown that they can't do. Yeah. So my first game of the week. I've been struggling because I'm going to stay away from the Sixers because of their injuries. Yeah, I wouldn't. If, if we were fully healthy, these I would have said, if you guys were fully healthy, I would have said 76ers Lakers. Yeah. Because I, I think that was my finals preview at the beginning of the season. I expected mm-hmm. those two teams to make the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip ahead in the week and maybe like steal, steal. Actually, I'm going to do a couple. Let me do my two games of the week because it's, on, right. because it's on the same day. Go ahead. Oh, Friday, day. March 6th. Mm-hmm. Jazz Celtics at eight, mm-hmm. Bucks Lakers at ten thirty. I'm guessing that it's going to be a Ooh. TNT doubleheader. I really hope so. Uh, wait, is so it, it's wait. So the first one is j- uh, eight o'clock and ten thirty. Okay, so um, neither of them are. Oh, that's uh, ten thirty is an ESPN game. The eight o'clock one is is local. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm disappointed with that local game because I think that Jazz Celtics game is going to be a really really good mm-hmm. game just because I want to see more of Jason Tatum exactly I, that, that's I, I'm a Sixers fan I want to I want to watch, I Tatum, watch Jason Tatum because this is another good team in the Jazz and the Jazz are really sneaky no one is paying attention to the Jazz nope. some people could say that's a sleeper team even though they're a top team in the East yeah the, them the Nuggets man and I love they're going to Boston if it was mm-hmm. in Utah I might have been like they already, uh, played, they already played in Utah right and Jason Tatum had an amazing game there. Again. That was actually just a couple games ago, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I cannot wait to see Jason Tatum crush it against the Jazz. And if he doesn't, I still think I would still think my take of him being a, a superstar in the next two to three years is is, is oh, still going to, you know, still it's still saying true. Mm-hmm. But I need to, I, I don't really watch a lot of Jazz games because why would I watch a Utah game? <laughs> yeah. So seeing the Jazz play a good team like the Boston Celtics... That game interests me a lot. I'm mm. going to go with the Celtics because they're at home. And they have Jason Tatum. Who do you have? Uh, you know, you if, if, you, if you're a listener of our podcast, you know that uh, uh, many times in the NFL season we love to uh, pick against each other for fun. Oh, we go with Donovan? This will not be one of those Oh, okay. I do that with you so much. It's so funny ever. If you listen back, if you NFL podcast, you know I've tricked Cam on multiple Wait, it's, it's like when you're, like, you know, you have a camera. You're, like, watching a... Um, something on like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Like balls, like they have a camera and a guy fakes you out and the camera moves. It's yeah. like it's just, it's getting to my mind. Yep. Later that night, Bucks Lakers. That has to be a game of the week. I mean, even if it wasn't game my second, right? Even <laughs> if it wasn't my uh, my second game of the week, it, it was going. It was probably going to it be yours when you when you went down. It's a tough yeah. one. It's my Lakers, but mm-hmm. it's the surging Bucks. Yep. Giannis, LeBron, probably the top two MVP candidates if you disregard James Harden and his ability to score the ball. Yep. Woo! This is probably my first one where I really don't know because I want to pick the Lakers because they're my Lakers, but I'm going to take the Bucks 
because mm-hmm. they're playing so well. Yeah. And I think that this is a game where the Bucks win. Everyone looks at the Lakers and is like, you guys aren't real. You guys aren't going to be good, whatever <laughs> oh, it is. Nancy on your own Lakers. Exactly. Right? I'm going to take the Bucks, not because I don't think the Lakers can't win this game, but because I think Giannis is going to have a killer game. And this is the game where I think fans are going to be looking at the Lakers and say, you're not better than the Clippers. You're not better than the Bucks, And the Lakers are going to prove you wrong. Give me that purple and gold. Okay. I will take the Lakers. I'm not mad. I could, uh, Partly for, you know, I don't want us all to pick the same. Yeah. And either, like, have the same record next week. Right. But, you know, I think this is where Anthony Davis is like, hey, you think you're the best big man in the NBA? Ooh. You, you, can, you can watch me hit a step back three, and then I'm not even going to guard you on the arc, and you're going to whiff a three. That's what I think is going to happen this game. And it's LeBron. So I, I'm not even going to say that much more. Okay. It's LeBron and AD. Who, who, so I think the Bucks get to two double-digit losses on in game sixty-two of the regular of the regular season. Great. Okay. Now so I have my no. I'm saying what's what's your second what's your second game so of the week? We we picked a Monday game. We picked some Friday games. Okay. I've got a Wednesday game that's interesting for a couple of reasons. Oh, I know what you're gonna. I, I oh, think you, I know. Do you think I know? I, okay. I think, yeah. Unless you fake me out again and go Those, Celtics, oh, Cavs. No. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh, you got me. No, 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 no. Pelicans and Mavs. Yeah, I had a feeling. So this is this is interesting for a couple of reasons. All right. First of all, this this could be this is a playoff team versus a like we talked about potential playoff team. Pelicans are looking really good right now. Mavericks are pretty good at home this year. Sneaky good at home this year. I'm pretty sure. I looked, I think, a couple days ago. But here's the main reason I want to talk about this. Zion versus Doncic, matchup of the future. Oh, I like think that. Think about it, yeah. Like, yeah. these two are young guys, same conference. We're, we're going to see them play a lot more. And this is, I think this is the first matchup of, of I don't think the Mavs and the Pelicans have played since Zion I think back. you're right. Also, Porzingis is going to be uh, in that game as well. Mm-hmm. And that's another guy of the future. You, yep. We forget that he's still pretty young. Also, I want to pick this game because I think there's a good chance that we split on who we pick. Yeah? So who I'm are you go, going with? I'm going to go ahead and go with Dallas at home. Yeah. So, I, uh, Doncic, Doncic at home is, is something deadly. I, the amount of clips that he had his rookie season of him at home, step back in James Harden to win. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Doncic at home. I, since the, also, since the Mavericks are fully healthy. You're completely right. I'm splitting this game with you just because, <laughs> just because I want to see 1v8 Lakers-Pelicans with the mm-hmm. amount of hype. And I think it starts with the Pelicans beating a good team like the Mavericks. The I, I think Dallas should win this game. I don't think they do. I think Zion continues up, continues that streak. Right. He only has 21 in this one. I think this is a Brandon Ingram game. For the New Orleans Pelicans. B-I. Exactly. Okay. Before we wrap up this podcast, I want to say one more thing because we forgot a big piece of news for a game tomorrow. Wait. The Golden State Warriors oh, yeah. are Wait, getting was, back Wait, he's, Steph he's, Curry. No, he's not playing tomorrow. He is. He is. They, I, 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 it got broken today that he's not going to play tomorrow. Today? Yeah. Okay, because yesterday it said he was playing tomorrow. You so know, I, I got... I got a, I'm pretty sure I got a – Steph won't play Sunday. Yeah, Bleacher Report. Okay. Bleacher Report. So, so never mind. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. So yeah, but, let's, let's do this one more time. Ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Now. Yeah. <laughs> the Tuesday game for the Warriors. Sometime in March. <laughs> Maybe the Warriors on Monday. Question or, mark? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of ruined your parade. Right <laughs> On Tuesday, Tuesday, the Warriors are welcoming back Steph okay. Curry. Steph Curry's coming back sometime <laughs> in March. 
I'm very excited because I think the league misses Steph Curry. I think they miss Steph Curry and Kevin Durant mm-hmm. for just the the I culture of the culture like of the players. NBA. Yeah. I think the the league misses Steph Curry for just like the the everyday highlights. Mm-hmm. I feel like the NBA is kind of getting overlooked a little bit by college basketball because we're going into March. In women's basketball, UNES- uh, Sabrina UNESCO yeah. gets that big milestone. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot surrounding the Oregon women's basketball team. South Carolina is playing well there. And in college basketball, it's just upset city. AC- yeah. There's ACC tournament, SEC tournament. All those tournaments are coming up. March Madness is soon. So, so yeah, I, the NBA is going to take a little back. The, but the NBA needs their stars to, you know, sh- get them uh, at least some coverage for all the fans that are watching. You have your diehard NBA fans, but for the people deciding to whether to watch an ACC tournament game or, or, or spring training, or do you watch Steph Curry in his return against the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. I, I think that NBA misses a guy like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Against the Nuggets, too. Right. Can't wait for him to come back. I don't think he'll make a difference because the Warriors suck. Can you imagine, it's, though, if he just drops a nice little 50-piece and knocks off the second Like I said, the, the NBA needs that. And um, we hope you enjoyed uh, this pretty long episode of the Beach Bones Podcast. But we yeah. love we love bringing you all the coverage. We love talking about the NBA, breaking down the NBA. I hope they could tell that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm 55 minutes in, I feel like you should be able to tell that. Uh, so that's going to end it here on uh, Season 2, Episode 3 of the Beach Bones Podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll bring you next week's episode next Saturday. And we'll be just continue to break down the NBA because yep. we're getting toward playoff time and there's nothing more exciting oh than boy. NBA playoff basketball. Now for Cameron Ezer, this has been season two, episode three of the Beach Bums podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week around the association.